Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Kia ora, and we're back. Week five. How did we get here, Dad? Week by week. Week five <laughs> on John. Uh, and, and, you know, just skimming the surface again with a few little uh, drops in to pull out some of the nuggets and the yep. truth to see some of the threads. So I'm Elijah Burton yeah. and I'm here with my dad, Paul Burton. Yep. And uh, yeah. we are here to talk through uh, John 12 to 17. We are. It's beautiful dialogue, mostly a monologue, but there is a bit of disciple question going on there. Yep. And between Jesus and his disciples. And one of the reasons we're doing this is because we've been going through this part of the Bible uh, as neighborhood churches, mm-hmm. kind of churches we're a part of at the moment. And um, we've been reading every day, mm-hmm. daily reading and sharing in our uh, neighborhood churches, our small communities around the word. And so this podcast is a way of helping to mm. frame that, give some insight, mm. some thought, um, some perspective into the, the sharing of the saints. Yes, yeah, man. And in these days, it seems that there is a bigger emphasis or a number of voices I've heard uh, saying that these chapters seem to be having um, been brought to our attention by God. Yeah. More and and it's not that they were they've always been there and they've always had the same importance, but it seems in this season, yeah. God is just sort of bringing them to the surface and saying, "Don't miss what I said here." Yeah. And and if you're like me, uh, every time through it, you're just seeing it bit more clearly, seeing new depth, new ideas, new mm-hmm. thoughts, and not just seeing, but actually seeing new implications. Yeah, for what it means to how we practice being uh, followers of Jesus, apprentices mm. of Jesus. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. great. What have you found, Dad, as we've gone through uh, from John 12 till now? Or this week we're on John 15, verse yeah. 18 to John 16. Um, what have you found has been kind of hit your heart? Well, a big work on a place that I've been working on and in, in, uh, in the current journey I'm in mm. is just around, particularly John 14's uh, teaching we did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We and just picking up verse one down to verse 27, and but why well, pick up both those verses because both of them say, "Do not let your heart be troubled." Yeah, and 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 um, at the beginning mm. he says, "Do not let your heart be troubled." Yeah. And then he says, believe in God, believe in me. And then he talks about preparing a place for them. Mm. And and I sort of understand that that one is a place in eternity, but mm. eternity is also now because it's eternal. Yeah. It's, it's now. Yeah. Uh, and so I have a place in the heart, in, the, in God, and yeah. not just, you know, in God's heart, he has a lovely little sentimental place for me. No, I have a place mm. in God and all his purposes and plans now. And Jesus has prepared that for me, and I can be with him in it. And how does that um, impact you? How does it? What does that make you feel? Well, that's the process for how you do not let your heart be troubled. Sure. Because if I'm trying to live, as I live with the circumstances around me, there's lots of things um, to be troubled by. Yeah. Both personal yeah. and and the bigger world picture, but yeah. also some of the personal challenges of my yeah. world. There's lots of things 
that, mm. that, that I could be troubled by, could be anxious about. Yep. There's lots of unanswered questions. Yeah. Um, there's some very real uh, needs that I just don't know what to do about yep. or how yep. I could go through. And, and uh, so, yeah, lots to be troubled by. But when I come and remind myself that yep. that's not where I live first. Yeah. I live... I live from the place that Jesus prepared for me, uh, and I have to, you know, there's a sense of bringing my focus to that so that then speaks to my inner person so that I don't allow, you know, I'm not troubled. Mm. And, of course, verse 27, he said, my peace I give unto you. Yeah. And so in that place is where the peace Mm-hmm. is real and, and of course in between he tells us he comes and makes us home with us so there's lots of uh, ways just to draw the word of God in so that it's becoming mm-hmm. my reality and, and then yeah. reframes how I look at the situations and circumstances I find some, sometimes you know <coughs> I have to do that uh-huh. like 20 times a day Yeah, you know maybe more actually sometimes it seems yeah. like you can center yourself, I can center myself in God and it holds me strong as yep. I connect him. And sometimes I feel like the anxiety yeah. or the lack of peace, mm. the trouble seems to keep coming back like waves lapping on the shore. And I have to keep, yeah, yeah. I have to keep yeah. refocusing, keep regrounding, mm. keep, like you said, the activation of do yeah. not let your hearts be troubled. Yeah. Um, and, and the discipline, give you. Yeah. the discipline of, of, uh, faithfulness, the discipline, and uh, not the discipline of performance, no, but the discipline of faithfulness, um, of focus, yep. of of what I allow my uh, self to express, and and uh, just learning to to trust um, yep. God. The work of trust. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, what our neighborhood church, we, we've been going around our neighborhood churches as lead pastors, mm. Karen and myself and William Fox. And we went to our the church that we have just released to some other pastors um, last week. Uh, and someone was mentioning, you know, relationships take work. Every relationship takes work. It does. Every relationship. It's not just like, mm. like if you want something of value mm. on this earth, like it's just for me, like some of the lies for me of like, oh, it should just be easy. You know, good friends yeah. should just be easy. Good marriages yes. should just be easy. It's a lie. And, it is a lie. And yes. it's the same with God. Yeah. He's a person. Yep. He's persons actually. Mm. What Elohim is like a, he's the Father, Son, and the Holy yep. Spirit. And my connection to him, uh, my connection to God takes discipline. Yeah. Just yeah. like every relationship, it takes an intentionality. Yeah, and really that's what discipline is, isn't it? It's an intentionality. It's a worth. Uh, yeah. It's a diligence and yeah. a determined direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not some mystical thing Absolutely. that happens. It's, it's a choice yeah. to be diligent in a determined direction. Um, and one of the ways to read the scripture that that is wasn't the way I started out with yeah. uh, that we learned is actually to read looking for so how did Jesus relate to the Father how is Jesus in here relating to his mm. disciples yeah. um, I'm not looking for it for lists of things to do yeah. I'm not looking for it for a um, map to get me from A to B yeah. um, I'm not looking for it for a doctrinal system or structure you know most of that was on my training and where we came from but these days it's like so how do I see Jesus mm. um, walking through trouble? 
How do I see Jesus relating to his father? How do I see him relating to betrayal? How do I see him relating to the circumstances around him? How do I see him relating to different people? And then I thought, oh, so now I'm seeing how to relate to God, how I can relate to people. Yeah. And and I'm seeing a, a you know an exhibit A yep. of what it looks like to yep. live, live like a man on yep. earth in relationship yep. with his heavenly father. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I think another thing I really like is, is when we read the word, um, some of the most problem areas are the areas the Holy Spirit might yes. want to. It might be actually time that the, that the Holy Spirit might just say, I'll oh, just store that up for mm-hmm. later. Or it might be, you know, sometimes I find it's not about solving the problem. It's about asking the question. And so sometimes in the verse I go, well, this God, what does this mean? Yep. And in opening that, I actually find he wants to grow or change something. Yeah. And me. As, we, as we get into the text we're going mm-hmm. to read today, there, yep. there is. Oh, yeah, there's some questions here for uh, sure. Yeah, there are lots of questions in this one, and we are not going to answer them uh, today. And and one of them I was going to just allude to picking up one passage. Yep. He, oh, I'm looking for where it shows because I'm reading this in a different format. And, and he says, um, essentially, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. But wait, Dad, uh, YouTube videos can tell me. Yeah, that's The right. internet can tell me. <laughs> yeah, verse, verse 18 in chapter 16, so, the disciples are saying, here's the disciples, we don't know what he's talking about. And, and, uh, and so what that tells me is, because in John 15, yep. verse 3, yep. he says to these men, you are already clean. Yeah, he does. Because of the word I've spoken to you. And here they're saying, we don't know what he's talking about. So what that tells me is the fact that I could be a clean, you know, yeah. pure relationship with God yep. doesn't mean I know what he's always talking about. Yeah, great. Now, it's not from my understanding. It's, mm. it, as we know, they trusted Jesus when they didn't understand what was going on. Yep. They stayed with him and held yeah. um, him in their hearts as, as their truth mm. when they were confused yep. or when they were conflicted or yep. when they were uncertain. And, yep. and he said, something's happened. And, and I like that. And it also says um, that there's a process going on. And, mm. and I missed the other one. He says, you know, that anyway, we'll get into it when we get into it. That yeah, there's a process of going from knowing less truth to yeah. knowing more truth mm-hmm. while always actually knowing the one who is the truth. Love it. And so, and the fun, yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what I've kind of found going through John again uh, is. Hmm. For me, it's like, oh man, there's so much more in here that that then I I feel like we're just skimming the surface. Yeah. And I think for me, yeah. like you particularly uh, John 14, um, I was just kind of like, there's so much in this. Mm. I need to read this for like 50 weeks in a row just mm. to get my head around it and my heart around it or, or whatever. Like, like there's hidden gems in there that I haven't discovered yet. Yes. And so there's that. Yeah. That's kind of what I felt. In the overwhelming yeah. sense of this, there's a simplicity to it, like a real clear message for our season about mm. about the role of apprentices of Jesus and loving one another and in being faithful followers by doing that. Uh, and then there's a complexity, I think, and in, 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 in just more layers of what God might have. And, um, and just while you're there, we'll just remind ourselves of... <coughs> um, John 14, 26, 
uh, the helper in yeah, the okay. English Standard Version, the parakletos. Mm. So, so if you're listening to this, listen to hear the word parakletos um, translated in the English Standard Version as helper, in the New International Version as advocate, in some versions as counsellor, some as comforter, but it tells us who it is, yeah. the Holy Spirit, yeah. whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you yeah. all things. Yeah. and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. And, and so my encouragement to myself and to you, if you're listening, is, is be asking the Father yeah. for the Holy Spirit to be teaching you all the things mm. you need to know in Christ today mm. to be living as the apprentice he's called you mm. to be today. Mm. How to work the word out in your current set of circumstances. Mm. Because it, it's different mm. for every set of circumstances, yep. same truth, but how it's yep. the weights, the applications, the way. Mm. Uh, we're not following a carbon copied plan that everybody fits into, right. but we are living with the one Jesus Christ yeah. that everybody comes to know. And he is the ultimate truth. And, yep. and uh, so, yeah, we've got the helper, the advocate, yeah, great. the Holy Spirit, the parakletos. Yeah. Uh, who comes to teach us mm. all things, not all at once, as we're saying, yeah. little bit by little bit. Uh. And uh, he'll bring to your remembrance all that I've said. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good prayer. So it amen is. to that. And God, we yeah. well, we we acknowledge you're here. Mm. We know you're always with us, but we mm. put precedence on you. We put focus and awareness on you as we continue along our discussion yeah. that you would be the center and Holy Spirit, would mm. you... Uh, you know, open up our hearts and minds, and would you be, at, you know, at work in our hearts and minds, and in the hearts and minds of everyone listening, yeah. that um, yeah, would yeah, would no, you know, I'd like to add to that. Yeah, um, Holy Spirit, uh, we're not asking you to come. Yeah, but we are saying to you, we want to come into you. Yeah, today, yeah. we want to come into your teaching into your leadership, mm. into you, yep. into your fullness, yeah. into your fullness within us and around us. Uh -huh. we, we know you're here. The Word of God has told us you've come. So we say, I come to you, mm. and I come into you, mm. and I come and submit to your teaching yes. in my life, yeah. your revelation of truth from the Scripture yep. in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's mm. great. Hey, so should we, let's start with um, fire, John 15, verse 18. Yes. We'll do the 18 and 19, and then we'll do 633. That sounds like a good idea. Well, he, he's, that's what you asked for before we started recording. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you to get some credit. <laughs> oh, thanks. There we go. <laughs> uh, mm. Chapter John, chapter 15, verse mm -hmm. 18. If the world hates you, Keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Hmm. That is why the world hates you. Yeah. 1633. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. 
So why, <laughs> why are we wanting to emphasise the beginning and the end of this passage uh, as we get into it? Is it because everything else kind of fits within that frame? <clears throat> it helps us go, he almost starts and ends the same way. It's almost like an essay. Mm. Yes. You're going to have trouble. And then in the end, I'm going to remind you, that's what yeah. I said. You're going to have trouble. Yeah. But it, but he takes us back to Pete. He gives us an answer to that trouble as well. Mm. He doesn't just go, you're going to have trouble. Bye. No. He says, you may have peace. I've told you these things that you yeah. may have peace. Not only that, we're going to find he's saying, I'm telling you things so you'll know how to Sure. How you'll know how to, you'll be ready for this trouble. Yeah. You'll be ready to respond to this trouble. Yeah, okay. In the right way, not the wrong way, and those sorts of things. Oh, so, yeah, okay. So he's he's giving us, it, it doesn't come out as a plan, we're going to find. But through here, he's setting them up to be ready for disappointment, betrayal, sadness, yes. grief, um, devastation. Yep. He is setting them up to be ready. Yeah. Um, to be rejected. He's setting them up to mm. be ready. And yet he's just finished telling them, oh, the, I called you to go out and bear more fruit in the Father. In John 15, you know, <laughs> he's going to prune you back so you'll produce more fruit. I've chosen you that you'll prepare fruit, fruit that lasts eternal fruit. So there's the hope and yep. the expectation. Yep. And then he says, and it's going to come through pressure. Yeah, wow. Uh, and, and we know those statements, are, you know, the oil comes out of the uh, olive in the, in the press. Yeah. And the enemy brings the pressure yep. and God gets the oil. Uh, so, you know, God doesn't come and pressure us, yep. but he allows the enemy to bring pressure. Uh, it's like Romans 8, 28. Yeah. For all things work to good for those yeah. who love God. But not only that, so let's get into it. So, so what does it mean okay. to this idea of world, this contrast? Yeah, okay. Uh, what is it? Where world versus world versus um, uh, Jesus, the kingdom of the world versus the kingdom of yeah. heaven. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you've heard me talk before, and I, this is not my idea, but the, mm. the the empire versus the community of shalom or or community of love, yep. peace. Yeah. So, like, I, for, for me, one of the things I've been <laughs> thinking a lot, seeing a lot, is you've got this, um, I don't know, this this obsession with self, this world that yep. is all about yep. greed and, and expansion, yep. mm. and, and then the kingdom mm. of God seems to flip a lot of that on mm. its head, so, um, yeah. And it's, it's one of these thoughts that's um, unusual for us to think, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that there is a, there's, there is a different spirit uh-huh. is between in those, that part of the world, yeah. and it's not talking about I think here the the earth, the land, it's talking about the the peoples. And it's not talking about this particular person at this particular time. It's talking about the sense of all the peoples, the sense of empire, the the peoples, all that, the ideologies that that flow through them. It's talking about these cosmos. It's the word Mm. cosmos. And it's hard. And it tells us, and and it says it, as we've mentioned before, in Ephesians 2, 1 to 4, talks about the prince of this world. Here in John, he talks about the prince of this world. Uh, We find in James, he says, you can't, you you know, if you love the world, the love of the Father can't be in you. First John, he says similar things. Uh, is this the mammon? When Jesus said, you cannot be served two masters, you either love one or love the, hate the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon, the, the system that has all to do with making money, having money, controlling through money, pleasure, the, 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 the world. Uh, and, and we just 
my mind still quite can't get it. And but we have to we have to gra- allow ourselves to grasp the tension. And I have a quote from C.S. Lewis. Love me a C.S. Lewis and quote that, that that maybe helps us a little bit here. And he says in, in Mere Christianity, uh, enemy occupied territory. That is what this world is. Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed, you might say landed in disguise, and is calling us to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. Mm. And now when we read these verses with that in mind, not that C.S. Lewis is the gospel, and um, I've just uh, want to go back to it, enemy-occupied territory hates you. You know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the enemy-occupied territory, the enemy-occupied territory would love you as its own. Again, we're not talking about the actual land. We're talking about the the networks and ways of people who live in the land. And we're not talking about this particular person or that particular person, but these ways that flow through them, the ideologies and all the different things. But because you're not of the enemy-occupied territory... Mm -hmm. But I chose you out of the enemy-occupied territory, therefore the enemy-occupied territory hates you. Come on. Remember, in this enemy-occupied territory, John 16, you will have trouble, tribulation. Hmm. But my peace I give unto you. Hmm. And, and, of course, you're not of it. I have overcome it. Hmm. And so the enemy king has landed. Um, and just because he hasn't completely enforced his kingship does not negate his power and going on. So, so yeah. we want to look at this remembering and, and just allowing our spirit to get the sense of there's a different spirit. Yeah. There's the, the world which deals with facts. Yep. But there's the spirit of God that deals with truth. Can you think of an example in the scripture where you see that, that picture of the facts and the truth? Oh, um, oh. Really good question. Is that the do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him? Yeah, I think that would, that would be a commentary on that. But what about the 10 and 12? 12 spies, the 10 and the ha, 2. Sure. Yeah. The 10 go there, they, all they can see is the situation in front of them yep. and the reality of the facts. Yep. So the world, too the truth for of the world is the facts. This is too big for us. Uh, yep. It's impossible. It's, it's what you can see, it's what you can understand. It has a level of correctness to it. Yes, yeah. And then the other two say, yep, yep, that's all right. But we have a different spirit. They didn't say that, but God said they had a different spirit. We see our God is able to do what he said he could do. Yeah. So the facts that we see are not final. They're not ultimate truth. And and you see this several times through the scripture. Um, And so Jesus says, to the disciples, you know, with man, it's, it's impossible yeah. Yeah. for someone to get saved. Yes, right. The facts are, it's impossible. Yeah. That's the spirit of the world. Yeah. It looks at the facts, it's impossible. Yeah. But then the spirit of faith, the spirit of Christ in us, yeah. the spirit of Christ that's wanting to get in us, yeah. is saying to us, but with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And and so that's that. We yeah. live in, in you know the, the devil tempts us essentially through through perception of what's going on around seeing and understanding. 
And God speaks to us from his word into our heart, and then we know something. How do you engage with that, with that type of Christian faith? Because even when we talk about the world and, and, and the spirit of Jesus, uh, one of the concerns that, that can be really confusing for a lot of us as Christians in the mm. West is we have the spirit of the world in the church. Yeah, but we we might we go. Do. We might go. Oh no, I'm being different. You know, it's almost like oh, I'm being no, no, no. I'm I'm on the right track because the world hates me. That's not necessarily true, is it? Or even people that go because. So some people would go, oh yeah, I'm being faithful because I'm against the facts. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's read into it. Let's begin reading it because yeah. we're going to get into these things, and and keep that in mind as we go. Yeah. Because um, this this is going to uh, this is not a a set of instructions to follow. Yeah. It's a story. Yeah. It's and how Jesus so. interacted with his disciples and the things he said to them mm. that would help them to negotiate what was coming. Great. Uh, and then we have to look in there and say, well, how's he speaking to us and how's this work for us? And maybe, you know, let's just go through and, and see what it's saying. And okay. maybe we could read from verse 18 down to 25 and start there. Okay. Um, Here we go. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. But as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. Mm. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. Ooh. They hated me without reason. Mm. So what's some things that stand out to you there? It's such a confusing um, passage. Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. But, but we see some we okay. see some light, don't we? All the way through. Yes. Um, we see this is about Jesus. Yep. Yep. So he's starting with himself. Yes. And so he's exhibit A. Yep. Of how to live in a world that persecutes you. Yeah. And how to respond to it and how to trust the Father in it. Uh, we see that. We see at the end, um, verse 24, you know, and, and, and where else was it? Somewhere else as well. You know, you've seen me. They've hated both me and my Father. See, they would claim that they were honoring, trying to honour the Father by hating Jesus because they hadn't put the two together. They, they had a form, as, as the Bible says in Timothy, of godliness, but they'd lost the spirit of it. They'd lost the spirit of truth. They'd lost the spirit of covenant, the spirit of heart connection, and, and now they resisted anything that came against that form yeah. that didn't fit their form. So if it didn't fit our box, we resist it. And he says, reality is you, you're resisting the Father as well. Is that a good um? Is that a good time for listeners to pause and consider themselves? Yeah, particularly Christians, mm. where we have form, where yeah. we have a box. Yeah, and I would, you know, propose that all of us do because yeah. we're all along the journey. Yeah, and the ones of us who would say we don't, 
maybe have more boxes than we think because it's the because even as you're well, saying know, because because what how many people are you against how many Christians you have problems with? <laughs> what causes you to have a problem with other Christians? And and if it's a doctrinal issue, you've yeah. got to you you've got to ask yourself. So what's my box that I'm living out of that I would sacrifice relationship on on points of doctrine? Wow. Um, now there is there is a place of faith in knowing Jesus, but so we, yeah. yeah. Well, even as you're saying, I'm just thinking when you're talking, when you, I like your comment about this is the story. This is there's mm. a story that we're a part of, but mm. right now he's talking to. We get to be a part of the story by being later on in the story yeah. and hearing that he's talking to his disciples yeah. here in a world, a Jewish world, you know, and and I was even thinking, man, how hard would it be to be a Jew, hear what Jesus is saying mm. and not be like, oh, you're ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and I guess that would be not as hard seeing the miracles. Yeah. And they were attention getters, but also real because people really got healed and people That's still right. do. That's right. Yeah. And, and it, it's challenging. And he, yeah. hey? So he, some of the thoughts that I had reading this is to talk about. So, But if you didn't trust your heart, like if your mm. heart wasn't connected, it would be really easy to dismiss Jesus, right? Yes. That's the point. Yes. You know, it would be easy to look at facts and go, mm. And we, I've seen, we'll go look at facts. Um, I've seen a doctor uh, look at a set of medical reports saying that there is a, a clear medical issue. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to a specialist with the issue, um, coming back and saying, there's nothing there. Mm. Three doctors, including a specialist, diagnosed the issue and they went. And for us, the only explanation was the anointing of oil and the prayer of the elders and asking for healing, and it was changed. I've seen that doctor look at the evidence and we shared our faith journey. And he says, well, we must have all been mistaken because they will re- so so if you don't have a spirit of truth in you, uh-huh. you cannot know the truth. Yep. You will always keep rewriting facts yep. to fit your already established paradigms. And the rep- spirit of repentance yeah. is I'm always wrong. Jesus is always right. Yep. And so I'm always willing to change how I think. Yes, because that same spirit that can exist in someone who does not believe in God can also exist in it someone can. within a religious yep. framework. Yeah. Where they begin to go, yep. hey, you know what? Like I'm only listening to things, uh, commentaries around the word of things I agree with. Yeah. You know, when people come and say, you know, we, yep. we've done a lot of preaching and when people come and tell you, oh, good message, normally it's because it agreed with what they That's already right. believed when they yep. walked in the door. Yep. So I, I, I'm going to pick up. So I want to see in here how yep. Jesus is working. Yep. I want to see his oneness with the Father. But also he yep. said, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Yeah. Why was Jesus persecuted? Why did this pressure, because persecution is intentional, focused pressure. It's not accidental. Mm. Uh, it's not occasional. It's this intentional, persistent, I added a word, focused pressure. Why did this pressure come on Jesus? That's a really good question. Is it because he claimed to know the Father? <laughs> I was going to say, is it because he um, he brought a kingdom that was toppling the kingdom? Oh yes, yes, it was because be you know unraveling something at, at, at the bigger level, right back, and you see it all the way. Satan is working to keep that one that was prophesied 
the son of the woman, the seed yep. of the woman yep. from coming forth. Yep. So, yep. So there was that. But these guys said he is going to move. He is if he gets if he comes through. Yep. We're going to be destabilized. We're going to lose our place. He's getting mm. more popular. But not only that, he claims to know God in a way that we don't understand. He claims to know the Father in a way that doesn't fit our box, mm. and therefore we've got to kill him. Yikes. And this persecution, I'm going to say something here for me, I have never faced this persecution. I have never faced this sort of persecution. Mm. I have I, I, you know, I faced much anything at all, really, but I've never faced anything that is intentionally trying to get me to break faith with my Father in heaven. With my Jesus Christ, mm. uh, we've had a marriage law passed in New Zealand a number of years ago that opened up secular marriage to same-sex marriages. I don't agree um, with that. If I'm a Christian point of view, I think there's a sadness there, but that has not persecuted me. Mm. It has not told me I cannot live my marriage in a Christian, God-honouring way to the full Mm. and that I can't talk about it like that. Um, It hasn't changed. We have other laws that are happening, but there is nothing that's happened in this world that has taken any of my freedom away Mm. Mm. to follow Jesus and to testify of that freely and not only do that but to encourage someone who doesn't know him to consider it there is Mm. nothing that has taken away my freedom to be wholehearted in following Jesus and and so Jesus this persecution's coming to get in and to close down your faith in God and to stop you from following him and to stop you from testifying of him and Mm. it's intentional and focused. Mm, mm. So I'm just saying to people, we haven't seen this persecution mm. in New Zealand. There might mm. be a little pocket where someone in their family has got that from family mm. members. Mm. Real pressure to shut up. Real pressure to not be a Christian. Yeah. But it is it is not systematic to our society. No. Um, and so anyone who feels like they're persecuted by what's going on in our nation, you don't understand persecution. <laughs> You don't understand the freedom that you actually mm. do have right now to be a full mm. God, full-on Christian mm. with a clear testimony, mm. and to be also being an evangel, having an evangelistic output. There is nothing hindering mm. us right now in New Zealand in these ways, and um, so we want to feel that freedom. Yeah, um, but to know hey. that it may not always be there. Yeah, that's right. Because if they persecute me, they yeah. will persecute you. And somewhere in the world today, we got to move. Yeah. Uh, somewhere yeah. people are getting this persecution. Right. So let's let's read on because it gets exciting. Uh, <laughs> um, should we do twenty six to yeah. um, to fifteen? Yeah. I, I just one more thought. Verse twenty five. Right at the end, they hated me without cause. Yeah. And uh, you know, in our world today, as soon as someone gets something negative, but why me? Um, what did I do? Mm. Yeah, it's not my fault. Yeah, don't tell you. No, without cause. Without cause, there, we we don't just got to remember that and not play the game of who deserves what I deserve, what have I done? No, no when persecution comes, it comes. He says without cause. Wow. Um, and yeah. so, there's something in that that we can learn as the church. There's yeah. maybe a little bit too much entitlement mm. within the church. We some sometimes there's a lie. I've heard uh, John Mark Comer say this: the lie that somehow we will have the utopia while here on earth, you know, sometimes, no. you know, that we will have all the things. Well, my peace I give unto you. Yes. I have the peace. Yes. 
But you know that's not what I mean. I know it's not what you mean. (laughs) But it is also what the word means. I think, yeah, that's what the word means. I think some people seem to think it means we'll have no more trouble. What some people seem to think is that the world will bring them the peace. Yeah, that's it. Where it's coming from. And then Jesus said, the world cannot give you this kind of peace. And it will do the opposite. Reading on. Okay, here we go. Uh, verse 26. When we'll go down ad- to verse 15. Yep. Yeah. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Just before pause there, so we don't go back to it. Just hear that. He will testify to us about Jesus. Uh-huh. Then we also will testify. When the Holy Spirit has witnessed to a word of my heart, I have a testimony. Mm. He testified to me, I testify into the world. Great. All this I have told you so that you will not fall fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time time comes, you will remember that I warn, warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. Mm. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Mm. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear, now bear. But when he... That's the verse I was looking for earlier. There's going to be more to learn all the way through. That's right. You're right. (laughs) Yep. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Mm. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Mm. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit which will receive from me what he will make known to you. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we live in the world that hates us and is trouble? How is he equipping his disciples? Um, With the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. The paracletos, the helper, Mm. the advocate, the comforter, the counsellor. The God Spirit. The God Spirit Mm. who comes from the Father, Mm. who's one with the Father. So we we see this this wonderful truth, don't we, that's just weaved into the text rather than stated clearly. And Jesus says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you hate me, you hate the Father. If you know me, you know the Father and the Spirit who I'm going to send you comes from the Father. And he'll he'll be a witness about me. It's like, we're all in this as one. And you know one of us, you know all of us, you hear one of us, you hear all of us. Um, Every now and then I've come across uh, people say, oh no, we, we should be about Jesus, you're too much about the Holy Spirit, or, or, or you're all about Jesus, should be more about the Holy Spirit. Irrelevant, <laughs> irrelevant. If, if you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's helped you to know Him. Yeah. If you, if you about the Holy Spirit, He's going to 
be revealing Jesus. I, yeah. It's, 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 he's given us the Holy Spirit, and mm. he's the spirit of truth. Yep. The spirit of testimony. Yeah. So important for us to, to be nurturing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. The unseen but real Holy Spirit mm. and, and allowing him to, to teach us the word of God. Yeah. Um, and allowing him to comfort us, to be the peace of God in us. Um, yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting when Jesus talks about sin, righteousness and judgment in here, mm. isn't it? Would you say... Um, he'll prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and then he says about sin because people do not believe in me. Is he saying that that is essentially what sin is? Um, I want to pick up verse 7 and then we can move on um, or verse 6 and 7 and and verse 5 we'll go back to there. I'm going to him who sent me and none of you asked where are you going? Didn't someone ask that earlier? Uh, but because I've said these things to you, sorry, that's what I wanted to pick up. Okay. Just remember, sorrow has filled your heart. He doesn't say they shouldn't be sad. Sorrow is part of the journey. Mm. Um, and, and learning to have, have sorrow, it's going to come up later again, and joy is part of the journey. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Mm-hmm. But if I go, I'll send him to you, and then when he comes, he'll convict. Yeah. But the thought I, I wanted to emphasise here, and you can just think about this as I say, and as a man on earth with them, Jesus, in some ways was the intermediary, the mediator between them and the Father. He took a got a role there to be the advocate, the intermediary, the priest. Mm-hmm. By going, he's saying now, the Spirit will come into you and you know the Father. And there is no person, no person on heaven or earth in between you and the Father. It's to your advantage that I go away. Yeah. That you can know the Father yeah. directly. We're in Christ, in His saving grace and mercy and blood, by the Holy Spirit. We know now, I think this has import for how we do church. Great, yeah. And that too often uh, we have put people in between us and God, mm-hmm. um, whether they mm. are ritualistic churches with priests yep. and important leaders or, or whether it's more contemporary churches with special speakers and special mouthpieces and special prophetic things. Yeah. But we, we tend to put them between us and God, even if we do it non-consciously or yeah. things, and, and we feel like we hear God better when they speak. Hmm. And, and we just want to say we are not between you and God. Yeah. We don't want you to believe one word because it comes out of our mouths. Yeah. We want, as you listen to us, to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and to see it in Scripture. Yeah. And when the Holy Spirit has written the truth out of Scripture in your heart, yeah. then you will have faith. Mm. And that faith will carry you through the trouble that you have before you. Yeah. You won't get there just because Paul said or Elijah said or so-and-so said. There mm-hmm. is no one between the brand new believer and the Father. There's mm. people who God brings alongside mm. long for seasons, yep. long seasons and short ones. There's ministry gifts like these that we bring that come alongside. But that's the difference. Yeah. Alongside is not the same as 
on behalf of. Alongside is not the same as, it's not vertical. It's not vertical. It's horizontal. It's horizontal. And, 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 and so the importance yeah. is to keep it horizontal. Yep. There is no vertical person no. in between us and God. No, the pastor comes alongside, he has a role to play, yep. but he's not in between a person and God. And I think we've got to take the priesthood of believers more seriously than we yeah. have. And Jesus is saying, this is your advantage that I go away. And just to, like you're saying, just to speak to leaders, uh, he tells us how to lead yep. right here. Yep. Part of what we do is, you know, I think the, uh, leadership in the church needs to be invisible leadership. Yep. Look at this. He goes, so part of actually leading, if we're going to do what Jesus does as a leader, is we play our part. Yep. And then we move to the side. Leads them with the Holy Spirit. That's what he did. With Scripture and God. He didn't stick around. No. Yep. And, and the body plays a part. They've got each other. Uh, so would have Peter yeah. really grown to be the person he needed to be if Jesus... No. Stuck around. And neither would anyone else. You know, take away the whole cross and resurrection of importance. Yeah. So if he could do that and then stay, because he could have stayed. Yeah, he could have stayed. Ascended. He yep. could have resurrected and been uh, like, there, oh, there I'll would have been a church of 150. Or, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, and also, us lead, those of us who've been pastors and leaders, we take too much weight on. Yeah, too much. We take responsibility for people when we have a responsibility towards people. And I think. You know, I say that, you know, I would want to say that to any leader listening with with a heart that is sad mm. for us as leaders. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a heart of understanding, yeah. not a heart of judgment. Yeah. A heart that goes, hey, we've taken on more than we needed to. Yeah. And there is a grace of God for that. Yeah. And there is a learning for that. Because a lot of us did that because that's what we were taught to do. Yes. And that's how the spirit of the world works. Ouch. Works through hierarchies, works yeah. through control, works for over and unders. It works through control. You know, who's responsible for this? The boss is responsible yeah. for the whole department. Yep. Everyone's under him. There's this whole sense of empire yep. type spirit. We've been taught yeah. to do that. And it, I mean, it makes that really hits a, a trigger in me. It really hits my heart because I, that's been my experience with leadership. Mm. And I feel like, you you know, you've been my pastor for many years and, and you've always been really free. But I'm like, that's what that's been broken my heart when recognizing mm. I've just taken too much weight. Yeah. And I think it breaks the heart of God. So I yep. would say to you in mm. any form of leadership, actually, it can be outside of the church, too. Yes. Because yep. part of the challenge even to be a leader in any realm, mm. including parent, is to be a leader of God, even in the midst of hierarchy, mm. even in the midst of a place yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I think God's heart mm. breaks when we take uh, weights that we weren't supposed to take, yeah, and um, yeah. and learning to be people of peace in those times is part of the journey. You know, let yourself, you know, even if you have to hold a certain responsibility at work, that your soul isn't taken on, that your spirit isn't taken on, that you don't take on the well, responsibility. It's, it's of other been people. clear that I have responsibility towards things, but yeah. not for them. I can only be responsible yeah. really for me. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, when I've got little babies and I'm a dad, you know, but as they mature and come to maturity, I have to step back and say, I don't have the same responsibility here. It's shifted and, and it doesn't go away completely, but it's yep. shifted. Yeah. Well, even, even with my young kids, I don't have a responsibility. I can't still make decisions for them. I just have tighter boundaries. Yeah. So they're still, they can still respond yeah. in whatever way they want in yes. those boundaries. Yep. I can't make them respond something. It's impossible. No, no, you can make them yeah. comply. That's right. Yeah, and sometimes you need to as a parent. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, that's not a win. Yeah. That's only just managing things until the win comes. And let's get into these next verses and leave that with people. Just remember there's yeah. no one yeah. taking responsibility for your faith but you. And, and can I also say, uh, you know, for some of you leaders, 
God is asking you to step to the side. Yes. And um, allow him to speak to you in that moment. Allow uh, Holy Spirit to minister mm. to you in this moment, minister yeah. to you in this moment and allow you to step aside, realizing that if you do, it will not be the end. Yeah. God, and, will, God will be the space. And what we're doing is stepping out of the headship roles that we've snuck into yeah. or, or allowed the culture of the church that follows the spirit of the world to push us into yeah. and, and step into the body place of being one yes. of the body yep. and knowing how to bring our gift yep. with responsibility, yep. boldness and courage, yep. but not take that headship role of yeah. over. You know, even an apostle is not first because he's the top of the stack. He's first because until the, the apostle has laid the testimony of Jesus Christ, yep. Yep. nothing can be built on Jesus Christ. Uh, it's It's... It's not a hierarchy. The uh, apostle was like the digger. He breaks the ground so that you can build the house. He's not more into it. the feed. Um, anyway, we, we better go on. That's not, this is not a leadership talk. But it, it's yeah. in there. There's a, to your advantage that I get out of the way and the Spirit of God comes into your hearts and, and uh, we trust the Holy Spirit. We trust the Holy Spirit to do His work in our lives and in, and in others' lives. Yep. Yeah, I would argue it is a leadership talk because every person, <laughs> every leader is a follower and every follower is a leader. Yep. Do not do not think you don't have a part to play. It mm. breaks my heart. Mm. Everyone has a part to play. Don't don't not play your part. Yep. Play your part. And don't play someone else's part. Here we go. Um, go for it. Verse 16. I'm going to go all the way down. No, no. This is the idea of convict the sin. Convicting, continuing sin. Oh, um, yeah. Right. Righteousness and judgment. Uh, you know, Jesus is not here. The Word of God is with us, and the Holy Spirit is with us. Yes. And and we're not going to say a lot about these. Well, I'm not anyway. You might have, but you know, concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. The issue of sin he's talking about is our faith in Him, not our performance. Great. Uh, so Satan so wants to cut our faith off in the Father, our trust. Um, you see this in concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you'll see me longer. So how do we live reflecting the righteousness of Jesus? We live it through the Holy Spirit leading us to love one another as he's loved, as Jesus loved us. And there's practical works that come out of that mm. uh, concerning judgment because of the ruler of this world is judged. Yeah. Now I think of Peter. And, 20, and Peter, just after this, is going to fail. Jeez, he's going to be sifted by Satan. He's going to deny Jesus three times, yep. and he's going to run. He's going to feel. He's going to feel shattered. Yeah. And in John chapter twenty-two, I think it is, but he doesn't disappear. Yep. He stays in the story. Yep. Hey guys, well you feel shattered because of your own failure. Stay in the. Stay, stay in. Stay trusting God. Stay close. Stay in the story. Uh, he stayed in the story. He was there in the resurrection. He was there still. But Jesus came to him and he said, "You know, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, do you love me, Peter?" And he said, "You know, I love you." And it's this little conversation. We're not going too deep. Three times. What's he saying? Peter, trust me. Mm-hmm. Peter, you know, feed my sheep. Love others as I love you. And the other thing he's he's got he's got Peter's got to know is you're free from condemnation, Peter. Mm. The evil one's been judged. Mm. Judgment has happened. We are not the judges. We live in the freedom because the one who accuses and the one who condemns is under judgment. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a there's a great freedom there, but yeah, 
this verse 13. Remember this. You have many things to, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Yeah. And just we just grow that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Great. That's good, Dan. Mm. So we want to read the last few verses and then finish up. The last few. Yeah. <laughs> 16 okay. to 33. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. Then after a little while you will see me. It's a bit of hide and seek. This, yeah. Some of his disciples. Well, yeah, obviously, he's going to be across the grave and right. a resurrection. Right. Yeah. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. <laughs> Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you see me no more and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. And that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Mm. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Yep. Though I have been speaking figuratively, Figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. And that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the father on your behalf. No, the father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the father. Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Mm. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. <laughs> this makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? Did you get that? Oh, do you now believe? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, let's give ourselves a break. <laughs> Stay with the story. Stay That's with right. trusting Jesus. That's right. <laughs> a time is coming and, in fact, has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will mm. leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we say? It, it's, it's just something to just get a feel eh, for how Jesus and his disciples are interacting. Yeah. Yeah. How we can ask questions. Yep. How we can not get it, yeah, and still be okay. Feel free to not get it, yeah. Like a pure heart mm. is not perfect in understanding. Yeah. It's just trusting, and you know it's pure because it's only trusting Jesus. It's not trusting ten things. Two, th- it's not mixed up 
with all the different things, just hoping to get get you know get it where it wants to go. It's trusting Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's sticking with Jesus. It doesn't always understand, but it stays with Jesus. So mm-hmm. um, we see that confusion. We see the talk of sorrow. Mm-hmm. And this talk of like birthing and joy and sorrow, and it's it's important. And as, as a disciple and follower of Jesus, to know that there's things to be sad about, and that's part of the journey. Yeah. And when we don't allow ourselves to be sad about how this moment and the journey is going, it just seems in our nation at the moment that a lot of the infrastructure in our overall nation, our entity as a called New Zealand, that once had an echo of Christianity about it, is being stripped away. And we talked about it before, like with marriage laws, it's in many places, and it is sad. There is reasons to be sad. Mm. But if we don't allow ourselves to know how this works in the kingdom, mm. we get mad. And, and that's not healthy. Um, do you, you know, what, I, do you know Jesus, what I'm sad about? What? The church. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus didn't need his disciples to go out and raise an army and try and stop him from being crucified. Yeah. In fact, later on, you know, we find he stopped them doing that. Um, and today we've got a whole lot of people trying to raise armies to stop laws changing. That really, it's just, just get on with loving Jesus sort of thing. It's sad. Mm. Cast your vote. Maybe, you know, speak to some people about it, but it's, we don't need to try and control the world we live in because that's what this text is saying, is the opposite spirit. Yeah, if you go after uh, what the world gives, you will have trouble. Yeah. If you're trying to get your answers from the world, if you're trying to get your answers from the spirit of understanding, you're, you're, you're just going to have trouble, right? Yeah. But actually in me, you're going to have peace. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I and peace beats trouble. Peace beats trouble, and this is more than just having a settledness. This is having the sense right. I am okay. I am okay. Life is good. The Father is in control. I don't understand what's going on. That I am sad about some things that are happening, but I trust that my Father in heaven, He knows the end That's right. from the beginning. I'm in the middle right now. And so, uh, you know, the baby hasn't fully been birthed. There's like a pregnancy. I don't know what it's going, that little baby's going to look like. I don't know if it's a boy, a girl. You know, I've got some hints because of heritage over here, colour. But and things, but we don't know until he comes forth. So we can be sad while also rejoicing. I like that vision mm. of peace being it's going to be okay. Yeah, and that is that is what peace is mm. in Jesus because that is the truth of Jesus. Mm. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we know that it's going to be yep. okay. In the end, it's going to be okay. Yep, for those of us in Jesus. Yes, and, and it's going to be okay in lots of different ways. Yeah, and uh, we've had little we have little moments. Yeah, uh, I've faced moments when I've had financial pressure that I uh, I have no way did have no idea how the next season was going to work out. Yep, and and then some things have happened that mm. have then for just completely unseen in one moment or in a few moments mm-hmm. been a complete turnaround. Yes. and you think God, you knew that was going to happen. So why was I anxious about it for the last three weeks when I saw it coming, when the whole time you knew it was going to happen? And that's that trust in the Father. Um, It's it's so important, isn't it, that we hear what Jesus, how Jesus is talking to his disciples here and and hear about how to walk through the trouble uh, that's coming in the world. And and down in verse um, 
24, he says, or 23 and 24, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly I say, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give you again. There's no one in between us and the Father. Mm. We've come into Christ, and now we can go in Christ to the Father. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive and your joy may be full. I've been thinking, I, I've been thought of these verses for years because it's in John 14, it's in John 15, here it is again in John 16, mm-hmm. it's in Matthew 7, uh, ask yep. and you'll receive. And I've been feeling, I was thinking about this this morning, thinking, Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask the Father that, that you will help me to understand how to walk as a follower of Jesus today mm-hmm. better than, you know, in a, in, a, in a real way, not just me doing better, but in a clearer way, mm-hmm. in a better way. And it's like, um, what am I looking for today? Well, I want to see how Jesus is coming into my world today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, rather than all the circumstances around me and the uncertainties, yep. I want to be seeing how Jesus is coming, how His grace is coming, yes. and to be able to live out of that. And, and that's joy and that's peace. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. So the end, we, we finish there. The hour is coming, indeed has come, when you'll be scattered, each to his own home. You'll leave mm. me alone. <laughs> they were going to scatter. They were going to leave, not stay there at the cross. Only mm. John, um, they scattered and they came back again. Uh, but I am not alone, for the Father is with me. Mm. And for some people listening, uh, you may feel at times when no one in the church seems to quite get you. Mm. Um, that your particular journey just seems to get missed. You've tried to share it a little bit, you, as far as you can, and, and we've all got our own journeys and how we can do that, but you just don't feel like anyone quite hears the sense of sorrow that's going on in you. Mm. And you read a verse like this and you realise you're not alone. Yep. Jesus knows where you're at. There was a time when he, he was scattered and left alone but he said, I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. Yeah. And so somehow I want you to just hear those words, the Father is with you. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit has come to be the testimony in your spirit mm-hmm. that you are the child of God and that the Father is with you. Yes. That he has come right now and he is with you to be at home with you, as he said in John yeah. 14, 23. This is the way we cope with the trouble. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not through a strategy to somehow be super Christians, mm. uh, but it's being faithful mm. to trust that the Father is with us and the Holy Spirit is with us. Yeah. And He's doing a work in our heart that is in some ways more significant than the external. Yeah. Um, as it says, I'm reading English Standard Version, it says tribulation. Yeah. In the world, you will have tribulation, you will have pressure, you will have trials, you will have ones that everybody has, the storms of life, you will have ones that are specific to you, and then you'll have those that are specifically persecution against your faith. Mm. And, and so they come in different ways. Mm. But whichever way, it's but take heart, I've overcome the yeah, world. Great. And that means do not let your heart be troubled. My peace I give unto you. Take heart, I've overcome the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's really that's really good. Trust in the middle of all the stuff yes. that's going on. Yeah. Even if some of that stuff's your fault, God's still in there yeah. and wants to. Peace in the pressure. That's right. Peace in the pressure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, that is great. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
praying for that peace and the pressure for all mm. all our listeners. Yes. And wherever you are in the world, um, we're just praying for that for you. We're praying for that peace yeah. and the pressure in Jesus' name. Um, awesome. Please get in contact with us. Please, yeah, the, our emails are in the outro. So um, we'd love to hear from you. We would indeed. Awesome. Our last week uh, of mm. for John is John 17 next week. It is. So One week. See you then. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Bye. Kakite. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz Aroha Nui